0: This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. Some are calling it the future in a tiny bottle life-saving medicine for a group of rare genetic conditions. However, this so-called liquid gold comes at a hefty price, one that few can afford. Thankfully, South African law dictates the cost should be covered by medical aids. But what if the medical aid outright refuses to pay up? Masa Kekana meets the families fighting for their children's very survival.
1: We're here in have to be put on an ordinary Sunday to visit a family as they go about their weekend routine. But ordinary life has not come so easily for Kelly Duplessis and her son John.
2: Our mixing process takes about two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah, and then it takes another five and a half to six hours to actually infuse. So it's quite a commitment. This is our Sunday every second week.
1: This is a story about life-saving medical treatment, but it's also a story about parents fighting to keep their children alive.
2: This medicine keeps his heart functioning, it keeps him breathing, it keeps all of his muscle functioning properly. This stuff is like liquid gold for us. Mm -hmm. It's like liquid life.
1: Jean was very young when Kelly realized he was facing serious health problems.
2: I think I knew from about the time he was 10 days old um, was the first time he had a significant choking episode and I could see other children were a lot more active than he was and they were definitively reaching their gross motor milestones easier.
1: By the time Jean was 11 months old, he had a diagnosis. He has Pompe disease, one of a group of rare genetic diseases called lysosomal storage disorders.
3: If you combine them, they have an incidence of around about 1 in 5,000 to 1 in 6,000 live births.
1: Professor Chris Forster is the director of the Centre for Human Metabolomics at Northwest University in Potsdam.
3: In South Africa, around about 150 to 200 babies are born per annum with a lysosomal storage disease.
1: These diseases involve a shortage in the enzymes that break down substances in our cells. Symptoms depend on which enzyme is lacking.
2: It results in an accumulation of glycogen in the muscle, and that essentially means that all the cardiac, epithelial and smooth muscle in his body doesn't work correctly.
3: The symptoms and signs become worse and worse as time goes on, and may in a very, very severe way affect the quality of life.
1: Most patients with severe Pompe disease die before their second birthday, but Kelly fought for a life-saving treatment for Jean, enzyme replacement therapy, a synthetic version of the missing enzyme.
2: If I could define future in a droplet, that's what it felt like for us.
1: Does it bother you at all that you're gonna have to be dependent on this treatment for the rest of your
3: life? No, it doesn't bother me. It's like a little brother. You won't leave you alone, so you must live with it now.
1: The treatment doesn't cure his disease, but dramatically slows its progression and has given Jean a normal life. I play
4: soccer, cricket and rugby and a bit of hockey.
1: Do you feel like a
2: normal kid? Yes, 100% a normal child. We're not acutely sick anymore, we have chronic illness. And the critical thing is that he's not a burden to the state, he's not a burden to social services
1: but the treatment is astronomically expensive. One month's supply costs over 500,000 rand. Medical aid covers the cost for Jean's infusions, but not everyone is that lucky.
5: When he learns something new, you're almost like, okay, but for how long? How long is he going to be able to do this before it's taken away from him?
1: Missionary and Jacques Devet are parents to busy three-year-old Zachary. Last year, Zachary was diagnosed with a lysosomal storage disorder called Hunter syndrome.
5: But I think once we got that diagnosis, (sighs) sorry, it's life-changing. To everyone else, he seems healthy, but he's got two leaking heart valves. Um, He's got delays in his development. As a mom, you don't have kids and think,
1: you know, this is going to be your journey. Micheney and Jacques are fighting desperately to access enzyme replacement therapy for their son. We've been
5: jumping through
1: hoops and filling out forms and they just, every time, just send you
5: this letter with this fancy jargon on it. And basically at the end of the day,
1: it's just to say no. They can't afford the cost, over 100,000 Rand a month. And without treatment, Zachary's health is declining.
6: If his heart starts deteriorating more, there's nothing he can do. If his cognitive ability starts to deteriorate and he ends up not knowing how to walk, not knowing how to communicate, not knowing how to eat.
5: Currently, he's looking at a life expectancy of 10 to 20 years, depending on how fast his disease progresses. If he gets his treatment now, he can live to 40, 50 years. I mean, that's that's worth fighting for.
1: One of my own personal dreams is to one day become a mom. And I can't imagine that dream coming true, then being told that my child is suffering from a rare disease. Finding out that there is treatment for that disease, but I can't access it. Life-threatening lysosomal storage disorders are prescribed minimum benefit conditions. That is, conditions for which all medical aid schemes must generally fund treatment.
6: It's not as simple as it's a PMBA it has to be covered. The regulations allow medical schemes to apply efficacy, evidence-based guidelines, health economic guidelines, and consider affordability.
1: Dr. Rajesh Patel is the head of health systems strengthening at the Board of Healthcare Funders, which represents the majority of South Africa's private medical schemes.
6: There's infinite needs but there's finite resources and that finite resources need to be managed for servicing everybody out there.
1: These are rare diseases. Is it really going to dent them that much?
6: It can be. So you've got medical schemes of different sizes. You can't get to a scenario where meeting the one person's need results in that complete plan, say, losing all the money it has. And then you don't have money to pay for any claims for the rest of the population.
1: Challenging a medical aid's decision is an arduous process. First, the scheme's internal appeal process must be exhausted. Then the patient may approach the council for medical schemes. In 2014, Kelly founded Rare Diseases South Africa, which has represented 17 patients with these disorders at the council.
2: We have never lost a legal challenge. Never. Every single case that has been put forward through the regulator has been awarded in our favor. But sometimes it takes us three years. And in that three years, I mean, last year, at the end of last year, we had a case go forward. In the time that we argued that case, the child lost his ability to walk and talk. It just seems to us that medical aid schemes are very cynical
1: because they go and appeal these decisions, even once patients have won.
6: It's very difficult for me to comment on those without seeing the specifics. But to me, it's quite clear, you know, if affordability is your reason for not funding, then demonstrate the volatility on the claims, the impact it would have on the reserves of that fund and on the contributions going into the future. There's no such a thing that is unaffordable, so you get zero. There is a certain amount that you can contribute towards, and that's what they need to determine.
3: I've quite frequently asked medical aides, where's your analysis on why you can't afford it? But either they're not sharing this, um, or it doesn't exist. And I'm not picking on any particular medical aid here. Um, I'm referring to every decision maker that denies a child access to life-saving therapy without having made absolutely sure that there's no way to afford it.
1: The Council for Medical Schemes, which regulates private medical aid schemes in South Africa, refused our invitation for an on-camera interview about why these patients continue to be forced through lengthy hearings and appeal processes just to get access to treatment. The regulator even declined to respond to our questions in writing, saying internal processes prevented engagement on the matter. Not being able to get the funding for the treatment that he needs, is that a slow death? And it's a hard death. I can't imagine
5: myself going through it, let alone watching my child go through it.
1: Zenolia Bowes knows that heartbreaking journey all too well. Hassan Crescendo was diagnosed with Hunter syndrome when he was two. He would just sit
4: on the, on the stoop and watch other kids play. He couldn't like live his life to the fullest as a child.
1: When Crescendo was 14, Zanolia got a job with a medical aid benefit and he was approved for a six month trial on enzyme replacement therapy.
4: It was like a miracle and we could visibly see changes. What kinds of changes? His hands, he could could grip, his breathing improved, his mobility, he had more energy.
1: But then Zanolia changed jobs and her new medical aid was not so sympathetic. She took the same
4: steps, applying for the treatment, sending them motivation from the doctors. And at this point, he was at an age where he understood exactly what was happening.
1: Treatment withdrawn, Zenolia looked on helplessly as the disease accelerated. He's now battling to
4: walk from the bathroom to the kitchen to eat. It was like the same nightmare, but just 10 times worse.
1: Crescendo was admitted to hospital with heart failure and passed away last year, aged just 16.
4: One of the doctors called and she said, he's just not responding. And that's when I had to make a decision and decide when we'd have to switch off the life support.
1: Rare diseases affect as many as 400 million people worldwide. But for many of these patients, they're isolated, poorly understood, and very vulnerable. That should make them the people we work harder to protect. But very often, their stories don't turn out like that.
0: While medical aides and parents battle it out for months or even years trying to find some middle ground on covering the costs of these pricey treatments, young lives are literally fading away. Time is something these families simply do not have. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, be sure to subscribe to Carte Blanche, the podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. While you're at it, why not rate and review us? We love hearing from all listeners.